This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. Welcome to News Laundry Hafta Letters. We start the first letter is Jonathan Benjamin's criticism of NL Hafta and appreciation for reporters without orders. He says, Dear News Laundry team, I just finished listening to Hafta 222, Reporters Without Orders, episode 64. This was the worst Hafta episode in four years that I have been a regular listener of. It's okay to be nice to certain people, but don't take it to a level where you end up changing the subscriber base demographic. The guest referred to himself as a author, not an. Blatantly refused to take the hint to leave. Wow. And Avinanda started sounding like him by the end of the episode. Please don't do this again. Who is this? He's referring to Chetan Bhagat. And oh, now, okay. oh, two yeah. reporters are orders. The team did an excellent <laughs> job. Cherry and her entire team kept my attention very well. Keep up the good work. You guys are amazing. Thanks and Jai Hind. Thank you, Jonathan. I appreciate your feedback. I think you're being so harsh because you don't like Chetan. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I wasn't giving him any hint to leave. Yeah, He was in a hurry, so I just thought I should give him the option to leave. That's <laughs> um, The next email is Naman Mishra. Hi, Abhinandan. Keeping it short as you had sent your reporters across the country to cover the election. How about getting them all on the NL Hafta just before the results are announced? It'll be a good way to bring all the knowledge and experience together. Oh, yeah, that's a fun so, good idea. idea. And we'll be getting sort of the way the after the election, but that's a great idea. But it may not be possible because coordinating all of them at the same time here, they're all fairly senior accomplished. Well, we could see. We could see what could be done. Yeah. You can join us on the phone. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Now, Sanya says about uh, we had this discussion uh, Sandeep last time about uh, you know I said that there is something inherently liberal and elite about journalism as a profession so you know targeting that is a very clever thing Trump has done of creating every like everyone's a journalist I mean mm. there has to be a certain moral arc like I said you cannot cover Sadhvi Pragya mm. the same way that you cover uh, Kosarbi you know Bilkul. or uh, mm. so it's just so anyway in that so this subscriber writes Hi, Bhinana. I recently became a subscriber and super excited about that. My email is going to be a bit long, so please bear with me. I'm a freelance journalist, so I often watch news only podcasts and videos from a journalist's point of view. I have some comments from the last hafta. It's about the discussion regarding journalists being elite and left liberal. Now, I don't know about the elite aspect, but I think it's very often very easy and common for journalists to be somewhere on the left mm-hmm. of the spectrum. Not necessarily communist or even socialist, but I believe that journalism score itself is based in leftist and liberal discourse. What are the two most common and important things that journalists do? First, it is holding the government accountable. The second is covering and giving voice to the marginalized and oppressed. Isn't the former part of liberalism, which includes government transparency, and the latter straight out of leftist discourse? Hmm. If you're not critical of the government, then you're not doing a, a good job of being a journalist. And if you're ignoring the plight of oppressed people, then you're really an indecent human being. This is why I often think right-wing journalism is an oxymoron. Would love to hear your thoughts on this. Madhu? I agree with him. But uh, Mm. it means that right-wing journalists are incapable of humane coverage. That's what he's implying. That's the she, I think. Yeah, Um, she. Well, I think it's true that uh, good journalism, you have to have empathy, no matter mm. who it is. Empathy has to be there. I think more than right and left, I think it's your commitment, at least in the Indian cases, to the constitution. I think one has to... You know, for instance, the way uh, television mainstream channels, they, they report Hindu-Muslim issues. That's something not the way, I mean, with the left-right. And also in India, right-wing is very typical based on religion, unlike a lot of economic, economic there's a lot right. of economic right. So the, the world is economic, yeah, here it's, it's religious. It's religious, so that's even more problematic. So I think as Madhu said, I mean, left-liberal is perhaps the most natural sort of inclination for most of us. Yeah, if not left, definitely liberal. I think, yeah. yeah. I, I agree with you, Sanya, that uh, journalism is inherently a liberal pursuit. I, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then Webhav. Because, because journalism by nature expects and demands freedom of expression and press, mm-hmm. yeah. which is a right-wing 
party could very well say that they don't need to say all this they yeah. don't need freedom of speech right. so i think i think that's a bit of a she's right historically i think that's that's been and that is why it has been dominated by a certain kind of liberal yeah, that establishment that is sort of thing established but riches. unlike see unlike the us and all where there's a pushback to sure. political powers that be here there, yeah, there is no, even ndtv is very very Yeah, beach beach kind of exactly like, it's safe it's not really yeah it plays safe i mean none of the investigative stories get carried no, so no i mean during the upa years there was enough you know to take the upa on yeah, they, never, no they never did so yeah then swapnil luktoke says hello dear news laundry team please consider if you can add chapters to all the long podcasts sorry karthik more work for you the topic being discussed actually swapnil is saying that i haven't said that the topic being discussed can be the chapter name most good podcast players allow navigation to next and previous chapters or show an index of all chapters mm, to jump to a specific good. chapter if a listener wants to revisit any discussion it is very cumbersome to find the exact time stamp that's in a great idea will be nice sometimes i also want to kartik but it's really a great idea Okay, he's saying not much. So it can be done. You have to pass it off. He says, "I love longer podcasts, but listeners who've been requesting for shorter half the episodes can skip the ones that they don't want." That's true. But he wants the episodes to be longer, mm. so they should be two hours. And I, I was at that Indian Express event mm-hmm. uh, on Thursday, and uh, I got a lot of people who came up and spoke to me about NL Hafta, saying oh. how much they liked it because. Uh, one journalist says she drives from Delhi to Noida, and she listens to it all the time, and also Daily Dose. Yeah, so we'll we'll keep um, we'll keep that in mind. Let's try to do that. Then uh, this comes from actually a subscriber. I'm not sure whether he wants me to take his name, so I won't take his name. So last hafta when uh, Chetan was here, we had a discussion on you know uh, that what is a centrist, hmm. like you know before that we had discussion of moderate and centrist. Kya hota? I said there's no such thing as a centrist. I mean you can't be center. Certain things there's no center. Uh, you know that should you kill black people. Or 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 should you get equal rights? So there is no center there, no. That, mm-hmm. I mean, so um, on that, Chetan had kind of suggested that there is something as an incremental change. So on that, there are two emails. This subscriber has actually sent an entire report on Black Lives Matter. This has been written. It's it's like uh, I don't know how many pages this report is. It's I think about thirty odd pages, if not more. And this report, no, it's yeah, it's about twelve pages. It's a research note by Somyajit Mazumdar at Harvard, mm-hmm. and um, so basically, I'm telling you what our subscriber says. He's on Black Lives Matter and how it changed perceptions of younger white men around race. This report shows that when there are protests mm-hmm. and people came out saying that you cannot kill black kids like this, mm-hmm. white people actually had a more sensitive view of okay. race relations. Mm-hmm. But if you did not do that, they remained the same. So I quote. not from the report but from the message sent on black lives matter and how it changed perceptions of younger white men around race especially important given the conversation in the last hafta around how progress is incremental and driven by centrists meaningless framing when debates and discussions around societal challenges are always activated by those who are most passionate about the issue just take action on climate change or on healthcare progress has been limited or non-existent in different parts of the world simply because of arguments around what is appropriate or achievable much of which is pitched by centrists who believe incrementalism is the right way to move forward incrementalism is as good as doing nothing when it comes to existential challenges and it is the eminent domain of centrists abhinandan you were right on issues and their immediacy importance dictating positions one takes but allowing chetan bhagat to get away easy on his meaningless centrists are the real drivers of change talk was okay question mark so 
Okay, uh, good point. I I take your point, but I agree with you. I think centrism doesn't work. And on the similar point, there is another mail. This mail is from Nachiket Joshi. Dear News Laundry, I want to weigh in briefly on the debate in the last hafta on political centrism. The French president Mitterrand, but in Hindi he's written it's pronounced Mitterrand. Mitterrand mar gaya Mitterrand hasa. Oh, that song is for him. Mitterrand. It's Mitterrand. Mitterrand. Mitterrand mar gaya Mitterrand. Oh, so that guy's pronouncing it wrong. He says Mitterrand mar gaya Mitterrand hasa. So the French president Mitterrand once remarked. Not this one, Mitterrand. This was written. Was remarked that centrism meant neither left nor left. The focus on incremental change, <laughs> which can seem like the hallmark of centrist politics, is still an investment in the status quo. It puts faith in the system's ability to reform itself. Hmm. The left, which views politics as agnostic and driven by class conflict, is understandably skeptical of this reasoning. Centrist politics has retreated. worldwide because centrist politicians are seen as handmaidens to an unjust order the 2008 financial crisis and its aftermath brought this into an even starker light in the present conjecture the only way i can make sense of political centrism conjecture 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 sorry in the present conjecture yaar nachiket please use words that i know here the in the present conjecture the only way i can make sense of political centrism is as a kind of non authoritarian not overtly identitarian right <sighs> the congress party in india appears to fit this bill as do a great many so called left of center parties having said that i would still say the congress has my vote this time because a its manifesto promises on health and education and b it still believes in democracy which is more than i can say of the present regime love your work have been a subscriber for well over a year Nachiket Joshi, thank you, Nachiket, for your feedback. Anyone has something to say about his view of centrism and the? No, I mean the political center is not something which is fixed. Yeah, it keeps on changing. For instance, today Modi part, Modi's party is a right-wing party, but I mean they are doing exactly what the UPA did. Mm. So it's 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 a bit of a ask. I mean these are. I mean I would I would argue that these are historically. Uh, sort of assigned places ki is this left is this right is this center a lot of the left have become you know right wing and a lot of right has moved to the center and yes the fact the broad political fight in india at, at the moment is to drag india back onto the center because modi is actually what i think trying to give it a complete right wing push yeah, when you have people like pragya fighting election yeah. when you're no longer a moderate mm. clearly and you've been defending him yeah okay this email is from webhav duvedi Dear all I would like to add a comment about your discussion on the burqa ban in Sri Lanka I have two points to add I am not sure why people discussing the burqa ban took it at face value the claim that burqa somehow caused terrorist attack actually that is not what we said webhav we didn't say they caused terrorist attack we said in lieu of the terrorist attack for identification purposes people are expected not to wear burqa in certain countries so that I can see the face and you know whether you can match it to identification so I think no one said that wearing burqa causes bomb blasts then he goes on Is there a basis to believing that banning burqa reduces attacks? I'd further postulate that imposing laws on a minority based on stereotypes only helps increase threats of radicalism. Overall, while I like your coverage, I find your understanding of Muslim culture terrible and ignorant. The ease with which each one of the contributors dismissed the want of a woman to cover herself in a manner she likes. Let me give you an example. You guys would discuss. If tomorrow a rule is made that because men were carrying bombs in their underwear, men from now on have to roam the streets, attend school naked from the waist below, would that be okay? Would you be ready to humiliate yourself for the appearance of national safety? Well, 
um anyway i'll do the answers this, this argument day. is like when somebody is screaming abuse at you and you complain that please stop abusing me acha fir main bolta hi nahi what is the extreme of underwear and and bombs and all that i think the correct analogy would be that what about parda and basically i'm against parda whether it's parda or burqa it's all the same this is temporary specifically is after the blasts and burqa covers you up completely and it's a known cover for many terrorists who will wear a burqa to get into places so no, I, i mean besides i i think uh, also here it was the muslim school that decided yeah so they no. themselves yeah. said that no okay we understand so, there's a security problem if i have your criticism that we didn't have any muslim on which comes that criticism comes later but first let me take on this if tomorrow it was such that not people are f- hiding bombs in the underwear i think we would have to subject ourselves to be checked under our underwear and we right are now, at 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 airports and right now there is a technology that actually does that you know through you know they can see what's under my underwear but that <laughs> but if you're saying that you you see it has to be a sensible argument i don't believe there's a sensible argument that you have to roam around you know nangu pangu i think you gave a correct analogy with the khalistan thing right like what right. if the sikhs were told not to carry the kripan and you don't carry so i th- i think or in flights or whatever which makes yes, sense but yes tomorrow for some reason i'll you know take a flight of fancy that wearing an underwear could cause a blast yes i guess people would have to you know subject or you stay home with your underwear on i mean i i don't think that's <laughs> then he goes on to say In times of terror and fear, you can try and justify a lot of extremely oppressive rules in the name of national security. That is hot during World War II. America rounded up Japanese Americans and German Americans and sh- shoved them for half a decade into concentration camps. There's no comparison. It did not start off with camps. It started incrementally with small changes the way Japanese Americans could live. But in the age of fear, primologists took the better of an otherwise rash- rational nation. In other words, it starts with a burqa ban and ends with a slow march. to segregated camps no, no but they nobody rounded up muslims and put them in camps and then he says your panel had no muslims none no muslim even actually i acknowledge that at the beginning i said we don't have any muslims and we sh- i uh, wish we did but we still discuss that he says please be more cognizant of muslims and their humanity women can choose to wear dress think however they want and to take that agency away from them you need a far greater justification than it might help national security you cannot start stripping people in the middle of street just because you're scared no we haven't said any of that in fact you should read i'll just give him a recommendation read lost in lanka in the indian express which was a nice sunday cover you see what the muslims are talking yeah there the muslim men themselves have said that we've told our women not to you yes. know there's an extreme situation where 200 people have died it's a security measure and And even it's not it, to put them in camps or whatever. But even if it weren't a security measure, and I will not fire this off. And it's temporary. You know, mm. Muslims are saying this, whether Muslims are saying this or not. There are certain things that I believe, and I don't think I have to be, um, you know, defensive about them. I think the practice of burqa is a primitive practice, just like I believe prostrating yourself at people's feet. You know, my family has a problem. I don't touch feet. Sorry, I'm not going to touch anyone's feet. It's it's a foolish thing to do. So I don't touch feet. I think you know when I was shooting a documentary and I have mentioned this on Hafta once. This whatever king of these Rajputs, now when some chote the fifth concubine, sixth child, seventh nephew <laughs> has a little thing in Rohit Garden, and 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 some king and everyone started you know prostrating themselves. I said, why are you touching his feet? He said, "He's a Maharaj." I said, "We are in a fucking democracy." They We're said, "No, but democracy. we are in a democracy." But my point is, just because someone accepts that, I don't think it's a good practice. I'm not saying I'll strip the burqa off them, but I will say that's a dumb thing to do. 
and i think it's a dumb thing to do and i, I don't think it should think I come to... really from within the community because yeah. it's imposing there a law agree. yeah that it has to i mean it cannot just it be has. in lanka it has yeah if it comes from within the community be like or it's a case like it's in france where actually religion and All politics symbols. are completely you know so separate that in a government school there you can't wear a burqa because that's how the you know the law french law stands there yeah. and that's a different kind of a proposition or altogether. the cross or the turban yeah So but thank you for your views webhav always nice to get counter views and tell us how but i agree with you we should have in fact we should have a podcast with burqa wearing women naqab wearing women and not with we should just do that actually kartik please make a note let's do let's talk about i'll host it let's do it next to next week such tokenism so then another subscriber who doesn't want his full name he wants to be referred to as rh rh here again quick suggestion on the signing off the daily dose In the show, the message "Have a good day or a good night" is followed up by the logic, depending on where you're listening from. Whereas I would recommend that you flip it, depending on where you're listening from. Have a good day or a good night. Okay. So, Fine. It's less okay. complicated. Just yeah. <laughs> like the famous sign-off in the Truman Show. Also, the panel's comments that my appreciation of the New Zealand team's state of affairs with late payments and smiling through the struggle being categorized as character does not come from a place of comfort. He had said that getting your salary rate builds character. So he says, no, doesn't no, it come doesn't. From, I vehemently oppose uh, that. Someone who it doesn't come from <laughs> a place of comfort or the security of someone who has plenty in the bank. In sports like football, we see season after season go by with payments delayed by two to six months, and at times regular payments, bonuses, etc., being skipped altogether. It was amazing how the collective efforts found a way to get the team to grind their teeth, train hard, put in a great performance that showcased rare character traits in today's world. Tough to explain what it is that holds everyone together, though I'm certain it. applies to you all as well priorities doing their job to keep journalism at its best not selling out awful and awesome continues to be top notch the show is perfect don't read too much into the ratings thanks rh for your encouraging words uh, while yes i agree it doesn't necessarily build character but yeah uh, thank you for your sympathy i think it builds resentment <laughs> okay and shurveer singh says again on centrism this is regarding the debate on discussion on centrism in the last two haftas i wasn't satisfied with any of the definition of centrism presented in the hafta the diametric opposite of a centrist in my view is a radical the difference between centrists and radicals arises in the process of advocating change centrists want to work within the system and nudge it towards the ideal they favor bipartisanship negotiations and coalition building obama and hillary are considered centrists in the us because both of them have never advocated rapid change in 2008 obama was publicly against gay marriage I have no doubt that privately he wasn't in support of same-sex marriage made Obama unelectable. If supporting same-sex marriage made Obama unelectable, I would gladly let him lie to the public and then get elected and change the system from within. That makes me a centrist. Many Bernie Sanders supporters would consider this wrong. The same could be said about Abraham Lincoln and John Brown, both of whom were abolitionists, but the latter wanted to violently overthrow the slave-owning government. I've argued with leftists who opine that we should destroy Indian public institutions and rebuild them so they are they're free of casteism, sexism and imperialism. My opposition to this makes me a centrist in their eyes. I believe that permanent progress requires both the radicals and the centrists. Radicals yeah, help change absolutely. the opinions and push social norms. Centrists use their par- pragmatism to mold these ideas into laws. Shurveer Singh very eloquent. Yeah. Anyone has anything and to say to Shurveer? And we need both which is what makes us centrists. Like only a centrist would say we need both. But I agree, we need both. It's the classic Mahatma Gandhi or Ambedkar. Right. I I think we needed both. Hmm. That's know? a good example. Hmm. Ambedkar and yeah, absolutely. That's a great example. A great letter. 
so uh, those are the letters thank you for your letters subscribers we will have this as a regular add on to hafta called hafta letters we have, so we don't miss out on any letters thank you for joining us we will see you again next week thank you panel thank you kartik thank you anil thank you so much sandeep for coming we hope your book does really well and lots of people read it so that they can know what's happening inside newsrooms yeah and it's not just ndtv it's not just yeah it's it's all the channels yeah chin chin ke thakur chin chin ke all right on that note bye bye <laughs> okay thanks all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry help us keep news independent Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.